This is Rabbi Kovacs. I am pre-recording Mishnah Yomi for Shavuot. Baruch Hashem, there is a connection today. We are in the 8th parak of Shvit at the Mishnah test, the ninth Mishnah. We're talking about using Shvit oil on your kalim. And here is, we're going to throw a wrench in the works here. Or Shesachu B'Shem Shel Shvit, leather that was anointed with shmita oil. Rabbi Lezer Omer Yidolek. Rabbi Lezer says you have to burn up the whole thing. It becomes Osir. Ha'chamim Omrim Yochel Kenegdo. The sages say he has to take out of his bank account the amount of oil of shvit he misused and buy new perot shvit and eat them with Kedusha. As they said yesterday about other cases of misusing money of Kedusha, of shvit, with Kedusha shmita. Amru Lifnei Rabbi Akiva. They said in front of Rabbi Akiva, the students said, Omer Hayar Rabbi Eliezer, Or Shesachah B'Shem and Shoshvit, Yudolik. They told him Rabbi Eliezer's Pesach Halacha that they had heard in front of Rabbi Akiva. And they have to know that Rabbi Akiva was the Talmud of Rabbi Eliezer. And even after Rabbi Eliezer was put in harem, was banned from being around other sages, Rabbi Akiva was still his loyal Talmud. So he knew the real version of Rabbi Lazar's teaching on this subject. He said, silence, be quiet. I'm not telling you what Rabbi Lazar really said on this topic. There's actually a discussion in the Yerushalmi, what did Rabbi Lazar really say? He might have said something like a curse would fall on the bones of somebody who misuses the oil of Shvit in this matter. But the Bartonura brings the other shot from the Yishalmi that he was very makel, that Rabbi Lezer had a lenient opinion that using oil of Shvit on a leather garment and then wearing the leather garment would be mutter in his view because you're indirectly anointing yourself when you wear the leather garment. And anointing, as we learned earlier in this parak, is one of the permitted uses, eating and drinking and anointing. These are all fine to do with perot feet. So that was sort of a shock, so he didn't want to to shock them, and he did, but he didn't want them to continue to missay, to misstate Rabbi Lazar's actual opinion. Mishnah Yud, similar, ve'od amru lefanav. They also said, the students said, in front of Rabbi Akiva, Omer haya Rabbi Lezer. Rabbi Lezer used to say, ha'ochel pot kutim, someone eats bread from the kuthians, ochel basar chazer. It's like eating the flesh of a pig. That sounds like it's Asr de Raisa. The Bartner says it's Lavdaf. It's not Asr de Raisa, it'd be Asr de Rabbanan. And we'd give somebody uh, Makas Mardus. We would whip him, uh, de Rabbanan, for doing such a thing. Now, it could be because the Kuthians, these are the Samaritans, the not good Samaritans. They were the imported nation uh, by Sancheiruv Melech Asher. When he kicked out the ten tribes, he brought in some new people, and they were attacked by lions, and then they complained to Sancheiruv, so he sent them some Jews to teach them Torah so they wouldn't get attacked by lions anymore. So they sort of converted, but it was out of fear of lions. And then we've seen, we actually discussed uh, in Demai, they weren't always particular about taking Truma and Meiser. They were suspected on some other things. They weren't so, they weren't so observant in some areas, but they were observant in certain areas. They ignored a lot of Derabanans, did some Derices very scrupulously. They were a very mixed bag. So for a while, they were sort of this 
Suffolk group, and then much later on, after this time, it was discovered they had an idol they were still worshipping on Har Grizim up in Samaria, so they were definitely not good Samaritans. Uh, but it's not clear which time period Rebilliaz is speaking of, but it seems he could be saying because they don't take Truma and Reiser, their bread is Osir de Reisa, or it could be simply because we don't want people to socialize with them, intermarry with them, uh, sort of a, a gather to avoid them. In any event, Rebilliaz said, can't eat the bread. Amr Lahem, Rebikiva says back to the students, Shtoku, be quiet, don't continue saying this. Lo Amr Lechem, Masha Belezer Omer Bo. I'm not going to tell you what Belezer really said about this matter. And it could be that Rebelezer might have been Makel. He might have said these these uh, Kuthians were taking tithes reliably enough that you could eat the bread, or if it was bread that they were going to eat themselves, they would have tithed it for themselves, and you could partake in it. So he might have been Makel. But Rebbe Akiva did not want this opinion of Rebbe to be repeated. Now, what's interesting here, Nogeya to Shavuot, is there was a fight, a famous fight. It's brought in the Gemara Bava Metziah Nun Tess about Tanor Shel Ochnai, the snake-like oven, whether the oven was shaped like a snake or whether it's because the other sages gathered around Rebbe Eliezer like a snake and they outvoted him. And he said, I have a misura. And they said, no, we're outvoting you. We've decided the halacha, this oven is tameh. And remember, this is the famous incident where Beleazar says, you know, the, the, the tree should bend, the river should flow backwards, the, the walls should bend in. And Rabbi Yeshua gets up and says, lo he. So this is the famous lo he, where Rabbi Eliezer was outvoted and he was very upset about that. So why was Rabbi Eliezer so upset about being outvoted? Well, that's in the second parag of Pirkei Avos. So the eighth Mishnah, the second parag of Pirkei Avos, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai says the praises of his Talmidim. And he says, Rabbi ben Horkinus bor sud He is a plastered cistern that never loses a drop. So Rabbi Eliezer had a Mesora from his own Rebbeim that this was the Halacha, and so he was very obstinate. Now the, the problem is, he got a Mesora, just like we get a Mesora from Sinai, but you have to apply that to the new circumstances at hand. It could be this Tanar Shochnai, it was a new kind of oven, there was something new going on, and he wasn't willing to listen to the sages discussing, well, what's the legality of this new situation? So Rabbi Yezer was a gadol, was perhaps the greatest gadol of his generation, but he couldn't come to a, an agreement with the other sages who outvoted him. So it's not enough just to accept the Mesora, but we have to work with our fellow Jews to understand and apply it to what's going on in our life today. So sort of the the hashkafa al regalachas on one leg about Rabbi Akiva, who was the the last loyal Talmud of Rabbi Eliezer, and really the godless of Rabbi Eliezer and his uh, his Mesura.